This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Logan Keller. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Also by Audible. Get two free books when you sign up at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Okie dokie! Alright everybody, this is episode 69 of Switchcraft. So if you're 12, now's the time to chuckle. Let's uh, let's all grown-ups move on though. Uh, TF Wagner reviewed the show. They said, RJS has Switchcraft down to a science. Well, that's good because I'm a science teacher. Multiple shows a week, which are quickly uploaded, means you're always listening to the latest news and release of the latest games. He's pro Nintendo, but isn't afraid to point out the things that Nintendo could do better. Uh, voice voice chat, thank you. Uh, listen to this podcast, and soon your ringtone will be the theme from Balloon Fight 2. Well, I'm glad that you approve of the choice of music. T.F. Wagner, uh, he is also a Patreon supporter, so thank you very much for that. And uh, he's also a member of the Discord. I've seen him on there multiple times, so he is all over the place. You guys should also be all over the place. Hop into all those different places that I just mentioned and hang out with us there. We have a lot of fun. No email or voicemail today, so let's jump right into the news. I'm a number one. This looks really cool. It is called the Ojo Project- Projector. It's got a terrible name, by the way. But the Ojo Protector, I can't say it right. The Ojo Projector uh, is a portable projector with a built-in dock for the Nintendo Switch. Now, this looks really rad. Um, it's currently a crowdfunded thing that they're that they're working on. I, I hope that this is something that comes out. If you are interested, you can just go to yesojo.com. That's Y-E-S-O-J-O.com. And you can see a picture of it. They I've seen a video of it, although I think it was on a different website where I actually saw the video. But if you're interested, you can just put in your email address and they will, uh, I'm sure, send you information uh, about it. Uh, now, when this is coming out, we don't know. It just says coming soon. But can you imagine just taking your Switch someplace and pulling this projector out? You slap the Switch right into it. The plugs are charging the Switch so you don't have extra wires everywhere. You just got one cord going from the projector to the wall and that's it and then you project your game up on the wall uh take it to the drive-in take it to an old drive-in you know there's drive-ins all over the united states that are closed because nobody used them uh which is weird i still have drive-in near uh, two drive-ins near me um but take it to an old drive-in if you can get on on there and you could have an awesome tournament of uh, mario kart or something that would be fantastic uh, but it's Ojo proje- Projector. I really don't like the name. Having the J and then having to say Projector afterwards is very difficult for me. I keep wanting to say Ojo Protector, which is uh, a completely different product. 
but what do you guys think? Is this something that, that you'd be interested in? It doesn't say what the price is. The price is very, very important at, I mean, I don't know how much a portable projector would actually cost. Let me actually check that out. I never even thought about that. Portable, I'm typing right now, projector. Um, let's see, the best portable projectors of 2017, according to PC Mag, and they are, wow, holy cow, these are expensive. Uh, they range anywhere from $179 is the cheapest one, all the way up to $549 uh, for a portable projector. So one that has a built-in switch dock, I'm going to guess this thing is probably at least the same cost as a switch, if not more. It's pretty expensive if if that's something that you're looking for. I mean, it's pretty expensive, but if that's something that you're looking for and you've got the money for it, then really cool. I can see this being used for tournaments uh, very easily, and I think that it's cool, but I don't think I'd ever be able to afford one. What about you? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. Last episode, I told you guys that at arms underscore co-butter uh, was tweeting, uh, spo- uh, not spoilers, but information about um, ARMS. And they had uh, shown us that there's a new candy-themed arena coming to ARMS. Well, I-, I said, wouldn't it be cool if we got a candy-themed character coming to ARMS? It's a little tough to tell what's going on in the picture, but ARMS Co-Butter is at it again, tweeting at us in Japanese. I'm clicking the translate from Japanese right now. It says, Kaito, I've been... Shooting fighter from the Chica Furnace Reputation, a summer vacation. It is a distinctive dress and arm. More was that the bloody body somehow seemed to fight the changing style. Oh, tee hee. Then one camera blap must be broken was. What if? What is a written apology? That's true. I love these translations from Bing. But anyway, why am I talking about this? Well, we've got some footage of a fighter the new fighter it looks like he has nunchuck uh fists which are really cool they're spinning around very very fast the 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 film i'm using air quotes here is all grainy and very hard to see the character almost looks like a clown uh so maybe he is a a clown made out of taffy maybe his name is taffy the clown i've heard those ideas being bandied about i think that it looks really cool and i'm very excited he moves very strangely uh but i'm very excited for more characters to come to arms and um bring more um what's the word i'm looking for more excitement back to the game Although, you know, I said that I was worried that people are forgetting about the game. I've been able to easily find matches every time that I um, load up the game. Dr. Panda in chat says something funny. He says, oh, good, a clown just in time for the It movie, which, if you don't know, is all about a clown, um, a scary clown. Uh, The original It movie, by the way terrified me when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know if it's still scary. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I shouldn't have watched it when I was a kid. Uh, But watching the preview for the new It movie scared the hell out of me. Uh, So, you know, run away, people, run away. Uh, But anyway, this looks like a clown, but I can't really tell. It's in black and white. It's all fuzzy. The, The camera work is intentionally like almost like a found footage kind of thing. So it's very difficult to see. 
But it just the guy's pants. They look almost like an inflatable balloon. Maybe he's a balloon. That that might be it too. Maybe he's a balloon. Uh, it's very difficult to tell. But what do you guys think he looks like? I think he looks like a a clown with nunchucks and balloon pants, which is a sentence that I never thought that I would say when I started this podcast. But now, now I have. Say what you want about Xbox and PS4, but the fact that you can completely remap their controllers at a system level, and I haven't tried this, but I've been told that this is true, uh, but you can completely remap their controllers at a system level is very good for accessibility for uh, people who maybe they don't have all of their fingers or maybe they only play with one arm. Uh, maybe they play with no arms and being able to remap buttons is very, very important. Now, Nintendo does not do that. And this is something that they definitely should, uh, fix. This is a problem that they currently have that they're not catering to people who, um, are not able to play with traditional controls. And I think that that's a major problem to me. Uh, although that being said, they do kind of, I think that they did put in a colorblind mode, at a system level on the Switch, which is very surprising. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I think I remember doing a story about that on the podcast, actually. But anyway, this engineer will do what Nintendo don't. Uh, if we're going to use Sega's old mantra, and we'll talk more about Sega in a little bit. Uh, but this engineer, he has a 3D printer. Man, 3D printers are amazing things. Uh, but he has a 3D printer, and he created a one-handed Switch controller adapter. Uh, it's funny. I, I could have used one of these yesterday, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why when I talk about Sonic. Um, but basically, you there's a couple different ways that this works. He's got one where it takes, and, and I, I highly recommend that you look at the show notes while I'm talking about this so so that you can better understand what I'm talking about. Um, but he's got, uh, there's two pictures. One of them kind of takes the two joy cons and puts them at a 90 degree angle to each other so that you could hit the left joy con with your thumb and the right joy con with that same hands, uh, fingers, which is actually something that it, it makes a lot of sense, especially because these controllers are so small. Now you would never be able to do that with a traditional controller from an Xbox or PS4. Luckily, the um the Joy-Cons are split, so you have the option for something like this. Now, that's certainly not the reason that Nintendo did this, but it's a happy side effect. The other picture shows a grip where the two Joy-Cons are side-by-side. Side. They are parallel with each other, and they're they're right up next to each other, so so they're they're touching. And it, it has like a little device uh, kind of hanging over the side so you can reach up with your, if you're holding the, the controller in your right hand, you can reach up with your index finger and hit that, that little uh, swing arm and it pushes the left Joy-Con trigger for you. Uh, and then everything else, because the controllers are, or, or Joy-Cons are so small, you can reach everything else with just one thumb. Now, is it the best way to play? Definitely not. But if you want to see this, definitely check out uh, Able Gamers on Twitter. That's at A-B-L-E-G-A-M-E-R-S. Uh, and they are a charity that helps uh, fund people who uh, need uh, various apparatus in order to play video games that the rest of us don't need these apparatus for. Um, 
I think it's very cool that they make made this. And it basically the guy made it for his friend. And then he wanted to put it back out into the wild so everybody else could see it. And uh, you can find the blueprints for both adapters uh, in the link in the show notes. And it doesn't cost anything, which is awesome. So if you have access to a 3D printer, uh, then there you go. I'm lucky. I have access to a 3D printer during the work year because we have one at my school. Um, and every once in a while, one, the, the guy who has it in his classroom, I'll send him a, a link to something on Thingiverse and he'll print it off for me. Uh, one of the things that I use all the time, by the way, is this one little, uh, it's just a, it, it's the, the Joy-Con wrist straps. They, they, you know how they slide onto the Joy-Cons? Well, we, he printed off a thing so I can just slide both Joy-Con wrist straps onto this one thing. And uh, it's very small and portable. And that way they're not rummaging around or, or bouncing around in my backpack. They're just in that one spot. And it's very nice. Uh, but there's a lot of very cool 3D printing um, stuff out there for the Switch. And this is definitely one of them. So at this point, I have completely forgotten if I told you guys that I'm recording this a day early. So if any crazy news comes out on uh, the 17th and I don't talk about it in this episode, that's why. It's because I'm out of town and unable to record tomorrow. So I'm recording a day early because I wanted to make sure we get three episodes out every week. Now, that's why the news segment is so small. However... Lucky for me, I picked up Sonic Mania yesterday, and that's going to give me some stuff to talk about today. So let's jump into the gameplay, and I want to talk about Sonic Mania. Um, if you like, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna make you guys wait to find out what I think. Uh, so if you like old school 2D Sonic games, then you are going to like Sonic Mania. That I I can say that unequivocally without a doubt. I dislike vehemently most Sonic 3D games. But the Sonic 2D games, I had a lot of fun, especially the first one. I had so much fun playing that first one, and I've played that many times. I think I've beat it maybe three times. Um, not, not like it's a super long game or that that's a huge achievement, but most of the time once I beat a game, I don't go back to it. And Sonic 1, I went back to a few times because I had a lot of fun with it. Well, Sonic Mania is... I've used this analogy before. Let me jump back to Breath of the Wild for a second. Breath of the Wild is basically what was going on in my head when I was playing the original Legend of Zelda. Sonic, uh, Sonic Mania, looks like what I thought Sonic looked like when I was a kid, if that makes sense. Like, the animations have been improved. The sprites are very, very crisp. There is lots and lots of uh, beautiful animations, uh, lots of things floating around in the background. The visuals are very, very pretty and beautiful, and they've done an amazing job putting it together. Uh, Lots of stuff on the screen, sometimes too much stuff. Uh, But when I think of the visuals of Sonic Mania, I think, yep, this is how I remember that Sonic looked. But if I load up what Sonic looked like, the original one, I'm like, woof, it didn't look this good. Uh, so that's where I want to start. I want to start by saying it looks really gorgeous and it runs very, very well. I didn't notice any frame issues. 
Um, one of the things that I really like is you all know that moment that happens when you're running along too fast, faster than you should, and you run into a hazard or an obstacle or a uh, um, uh, an enemy, and boom, you lose all of your all of your rings and they come popping out. Well, one of the things that they've done with the visuals here is that they've made the outer rings bigger. So it almost gives you like this faux 3D effect where the rings are popping out of the screen and it looks really cool. Uh, It's almost like it kind of cuts away the disappointment that you lost your rings just a little bit because you're like, man, that looked cool. And almost every time I've noticed, man, that looked kind of cool, where you've got the bigger rings on the outside and that 3D burst of rings. Um, So let's talk about the sound a little bit. The sound and the music is fantastic. Very, very close to the original. Um, the, The person, whoever did the soundtrack for Sonic Mania has done a phenomenal job. And it's it's a soundtrack that I might buy at some point just to listen to or just load it up on YouTube. Um, because it's really good. It's very good. And it's good enough that you would, you would appreciate listening to it, or at least, especially if you're into chiptunes, uh, you would appreciate listening to it. Even if you're not playing the game, um, there's some insane level design going on here. There's so many branching paths and different directions that you can take. It's very easy to get lost. And a lot of people play Sonic in a way that, that, and I'm guilty of it too, where you always tend to go as fast as possible. And I think a better way to play play Sonic Mania is to take your time. And, and I know it seems antithetical to say take your time in a Sonic game, but take your time. Uh, worry about precise jumps and things like that and make your way through the level. And then the next time that you come across the level, tr- try and take a different way. And as you get to know the level a little bit better... Um, you will start to be able to go a little bit faster. And if you keep coming back to it, you'll keep getting faster and faster. And I think that this is a game that could definitely be called a speed runner's dream. People are going to love speed running this game because there are so many different places that you can go. Uh, the, all those different places that you can go and directions that you can take means that there's a lot of experimentation for speedrunners to do. And I can see this game being huge on Twitch, uh, where speedrunners are trying to get the best um, the best time as they get through the levels. Um, let's see, what else? There's some very clever mechanics. I don't want to spoil the clever mechanics, but... Um, I, okay, I'm going to talk about the mechanics right now. So I want you to... Uh, go ahead and skip forward two minutes and I, I'm going to keep it to a very short, uh, thing. So, uh, skip forward two minutes now. All right. So if you haven't skipped forward yet, it's too bad. I'm going to spoil a couple things. Um, they've got some really cool, cool mechanics like these different liquids that you can, uh, put into the level, uh, by jumping on plungers. And that makes the game behave a little bit different. Like you put down a blue liquid and you can bounce off it. You put down a green liquid, you can bounce higher off it. Um, there's really interesting boss fights where at one point I, uh, I, I fell down and then suddenly Sonic stopped and he was in a little control machine and I had to play um, 
uh, oh, Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine against Dr. Robotnik for a little while, which was very cool. And they only did it once, as far as I know. I haven't beat the game yet. I'm still worried, uh, working on it. Um, there's, there's a lot of other things just like that. I won't spoil any more, just light spoilers. Uh, but everybody else has about a minute before they can come back. But I'm just going to go ahead and uh, say you get to fly on a plane at some point. Uh, there's bosses that jump out of the background at you in like this cool 3D effect. It's very, very cool. All right, spoilers are over now. Uh, let's go right back into uh, talking about the game. It's a low price. The game is cheap. It's $20. And this game is a steal for $20. I really think that it's very good. Now, what problems are there with the game? There are problems with the game. Uh, I have seen some people have a bug where the music completely stops for some reason. I'm not sure what would cause that. And I've also seen, uh, personally, myself, I've seen a home button bug where when I'm playing on my Switch, and that uh, that is where I'm playing it, although you can play it on other platforms as well. I believe it comes out on Steam next week. Uh, but when I hit the home button, my home button does not respond immediately. Uh, you, you hit the home button and then you have to wait. Um, I actually, I was streaming uh, Sonic Mania yesterday and I showed it on screen because I, I was like, oh, I'm going to look at this screenshot that I just took of the game and I hit the home button and nothing happened. I was like, what is wrong with my controller? And then like I went to hit it again and right at that moment when I was about to hit it, the home menu came up and I was like, oh, wait a second. So I did a little testing and the game runs flawlessly when you're playing. But when you try and go back to the home menu, it takes a little bit. I'm not sure if it's because they're using extra RAM like that's usually reserved for the system level. That doesn't really make very much sense to me because the whole game only has 185 megabytes that's what I said, megabytes, 185 megabytes for the entire game on your Switch. Uh, so I'm not really sure what is causing this. The uh, developers um, have tweeted that uh, Christian Whitehead, who is the the uh, chief uh, game designer of the game, uh, he said, so there may be a few bugs lurking in Mania. Don't worry, we're on the case. And so they are working on that. But I'm I'm here to tell you that that Sonic Mania is a very good Sonic game, and that's very good news to hear because we haven't had what I would call a good Sonic game in a very long time. Now, does this make me more interested in playing Sonic Forces later on? Again, I've not really had a lot of fun with most 3D Sonic games, so probably not. But if it gets uh, a good reception like this one did, then I might be interested in changing my mind. We'll see what happens. Um, let's jump into the lightning round and get out of here. Okay, everybody, last bit of news for today. This is the lightning round. I'm going fast. There's more footage of Mario Kart VR. And after seeing this footage, it's a side-by-side -side video. On the left, it's showing actual footage from the game. And on the right, it's showing the player in a Luigi cart with a Luigi hat on wearing um, what looks like an HTC Vive. And it looks great. It looks really good. It looks very, very fun. And I might risk the pink eye for this. Like if this came to the States, 
I might risk get uh, trying this out because it looks insanely fun, very very immersive. Like the cart is rumbling around as he as he goes down across the ground uh, over the cobblestone. You can see the the cart bouncing back and forth. He reaches up into the air with his hand to grab a turtle shell as he goes by. And then he looks at Bowser and chucks the thing and knocks Bowser down. And it just looks so immersive. And this is the kind of thing that this is the kind of thing that would sell VR. Now, of course you can't do this at home. Um, Nintendo is not putting out a VR device. I know that they have said that that they're not ignoring VR, they just think it's not ready yet. Um, even if you had this device at home, you wouldn't have the, what's the word I'm looking for, the force feedback that that you have in this game because you're in an arcade and the whole little car that you're in is like a one-to-one with the car that you're driving in the game. And that's very important. Uh, but anyway, I think you guys should definitely check out this this footage. It looks insanely fun. And I it, it changed my mind about trying out VR. If if an, if there's a VR arcade that comes to the States that is near me, I want to check out Mario Kart VR. And I have always said that I do not want to try on a VR headset in a public place ever because people are gross and they put this thing on their gross selves. Um, but I think Nintendo might have changed my mind because this looks so, so fun. Okie dokie. That is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you want discussed on the show, let me know. You can do so by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at runjumpstomp. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. You can join us on the Discord where I was talking to people during the show. That's runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And you can, of course, stop by the live stream sometime. That's twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, don't forget to support the show. Uh, head on over to iTunes, give a review, use the Amazon link, buy a Doc Sock, uh, join the Patreon. All of those links and more can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Special thanks to Noteblock uh, for uh, the use of your music. And thank you to uh, Link31254 for being in chat today and Dr. Panda for being in chat today while I record. Uh, I will see you guys next time. Have a good one. Oh man, I almost forgot. I recorded an episode of the Power Time podcast with Tom Tate. Uh, It's going to be uh, up on Thursday. That would be the 17th. So make sure that you guys head on over there and give it a listen. We had a fun talk about um, he, what he calls the Nintendo 10, uh, 10 questions that he asked me and we had a lot of fun. So check that out. All right. I'm leaving for now for real. Goodbye. I mean it this time. Why are you still here? Witchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere they like to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. 
get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep, even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com slash audible.